The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Green Scene on The Pat Kenny Show with AIB, working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future. We pledge to do more. So I'm joined by Dr. Ruth Freeman, who is Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Ruth, fake whale poo. I know. What are we going to talk about next, Anton? Well, whale poo is really, really important um, in the ocean. And, and this is because it is full of iron. And in exactly the same way, I suppose, in our blood, we have red blood cells and they're red because of the iron and that helps to transport oxygen. Marine creatures need oxygen for photosynthesis. Now, and- I recognise that whales are very large, but surely given the scale of the total ocean ecosystem, is it not, to coin a phrase, a plop in the ocean? <laughs> What we have to remember is that the whales that we have today only represent about 5% of the amount of whales that we would have had before commercial whaling. So, so we really have, we've damaged this cycle in the ocean hugely, which is why scientists are looking at how we might be able to fix it. Because what happens with this whale poo, it is incredibly rich in iron, particularly for whales that, that feed on things like shrimp. It's almost ready in colour. Um, and, and, and of course, what it does is it, it acts as food for those micro uh, organisms in the ocean, these tiny little organisms, plankton. They then get eaten by slightly bigger fish, who get eaten by slightly bigger fish, who ultimately get eaten by, by whales. So, of course, it keeps the whole population going. And of course, whales also travel hugely long distances. So so there is something that scientists call the Great Whale Conveyor Belt. So whales act as sort of vehicles to move nutrients around the ocean. And of course, some of them dive very deep, which is why they need oxygen. They need to be able to, to hold oxygen in their body when they go down very deep, like a sperm whale. So of course, they can bring nutrients up and down through the depths of the ocean as well. So, and of course, when they, their corpses are hugely significant for the ecosystem as well. Aren't they? You actually get almost like reef formation around whale corpses. Exactly. And again, they, they bring carbon to the depths of the ocean when they die, as indeed do any of the little creatures along this cycle once they've captured the carbon as they do when, 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 they, when, they, when they absorb it in their body or they create it through photosynthesis ultimately. So, so, so yes, as you said, and whales do produce a lot of poo, like the, the Southern Ocean whale population of sperm whales, which is a couple of thousand, they'll produce about 50 tonnes of iron in one season going into that ecosystem. Um, but, but it's there, not enough. But it's not enough. So, so scientists have decided to see, well, how could we help to restore some of this balance? And they have done, done other things like maybe could we just throw iron filings into the ocean? Would that help? And in fact, it possibly does, although that's maybe a less natural way to try and create this process. So a team of researchers said, could we could we mimic more closely whale poo? And what they've done is they've taken kind of waste rice husks and waste food products, you know, which I guess is what it ultimately is. Uh, they've loaded that up with nutrients and they're now doing tests, floated this out to sea in the Indian Ocean. And they're trying to see, will this start to sort of re-stimulate that cycle? Because, of course, ultimately what we'd like is healthy oceans with good, healthy whale populations. But we need to start by obviously creating the food sources for them and kick-starting this cycle again and helping us to capture carbon, uh, which is a really, really important job that the ocean is doing for all of us. Now, previous comparable efforts have turned out to be a thundering hames in some instances. There was a big urge to to do artificial reefs in the 70s and 80s where they did things like dumping car tyres and the end result now is people trying to figure out how do we get all that back up off the ocean floor. Is there any downside risk to doing this that they cause more problems than they solve? There, there may be, which is why we're only doing it as a trial at the moment. And I guess with anything, I mean, they call this sort of whole area of geoengineering, like blocking the sun, putting aerosols. I mean, we don't fully understand the implications of, I suppose, changing what are these complex systems that 
have built up over years. But we're kind of reaching a point now, unfortunately, where some of these may be our only option uh, in terms of keeping the planet on some sort of stable course. Is there no uh, killing two birds with one stone option in that there is an awful lot of excrement generated by an awful lot of land animals, humans, all the rest? Is there no way to box that off and ship it to where it's needed or is there not enough iron in it? I think it is. It's the iron particularly that's essential here and, and we don't necessarily release as much. But you know what? Maybe it's a good idea. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it back. <laughs> you mentioned uh, the blocking of ozone as an example yeah. of the kind of uh, engineering and the bioengineering mm. that is done. That is actually being proven to have been hugely effective in a recent study, isn't it? That's right. I think sometimes, even though this isn't about what we're going to, well, maybe it is about what we're doing on for, but it's important to reflect on some of the wins when it comes to climate. And what we've seen, this is new research from the University of Exeter. And what they did was they looked back to see what has been the impact of, it was the Montreal Treaty, uh, which you know, the world decided we weren't going to use CFCs anymore, these chemicals that were damaging the ozone layer. And what they found was that collective banning of CFCs in 1987 has probably pushed out the world's first ice-free Arctic summer by possibly up to 20 years. Um, so, so in a way, we kind of had bad, bad news during the summer where we felt that that date was probably coming in the next two decades. But actually what this re- research showed was that if we hadn't blocked, stopped using CFCs, obviously by protecting the ozone layer, but also CFCs themselves are indeed potent greenhouse gases. So by not putting those into the environment, the earliest ice-free summer might have been as soon as within the next 10 years. So so we may have pushed it out even further. And I think it's just a reminder of when those efforts happen, they do work. And, and sometimes you have to look back over decade timescales to see the impact that these changes have had. It's interesting though when you look back at that movement against CFCs, there was, uh, by comparison with the issues that we now have with global, uh, with climate change, there was a lovely simplicity to it. It was one thing, it was in packaging, it was in spray bottles, and you knew, right, if we just take on CFCs, compared to the multiplicity of things that we now have, face having to do. I think it's right, you know, what we wouldn't give now for, for that to be the problem. And, and, you know, as you say, it was about refrigeration and spray bottles. It wasn't our fundamental energy sources that we were trying to tackle, which which just shows you how we, we I suppose, have to redouble our efforts. But, but I mean, CFC use is creeping up as well. So we have to... We, we have to keep the checks and balances on the controls that we've already put in place to protect the planet. But it is so, evidence that we can do it if we but try. we can do it if we try. Ruth, as always, thank you so much. That is Dr. Ruth Freeman, who is Director of Science for Society uh, at um, Science Foundation. Green Scene on the Pat Kenny Show with AIB, working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future. We pledge to do more. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.